and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog, Discord server. Come on, we're, we're a little bit of everything. Today I want to talk about some news, but Bill Barsh, Payfetter Games, uh, sent us a voicemail regarding what else? Magic Missiles. So we're going to uh, give Bill a listen. And then we'll get into the uh, current gaming news. Hey, Eric, Bill Barsh here from Paysetter Games. And I'm going to pile on to the Magic Missile debate. And uh, I'm going to claim that Magic Missile is indeed an attack. Uh, and it is an attack because, like most any other Magic user spell or cleric spell that is used offensively, uh, they are considered an attack against another target. And the case being for me is that. If a magic user casts invisibility upon himself and then targets any other creature with his magic missile attack, he becomes visible. He becomes visible because he has made an attack against another creature. Uh, so for me, it's pretty simple that magic missile, ray of enfeeblement, or any other spell, fireball, lightning bolt, is an attack. It doesn't require an attack roll to be an attack. It is still an attack against another creature. Bill, we're going to have to agree to disagree. I don't I don't agree that uh, pretty much anything that causes damage is an attack. A fireball is not an attack. It doesn't involve an attack roll. It's an offensive spell, but I, like I said, if, if, if I were going to uh, admit defeat in this argument, it's going to be to uh, Glenn Halstrom's grandson, who said a second-level spell trumped the first-level spell. And that's the best argument I've heard so far, especially when we're splitting hairs. That one doesn't split a hair at all. That one's a full haircut. All right. So what do I want to talk about? Well, Steve Jackson Games, uh, I believe yesterday, last night, uh, they published their report to the stakeholders for 2018 report. It's basically how they're doing financially and otherwise. Now, ICV2 is uh, has an article on it that I think is puts it in perspective. Now, ICV2 says, pulling back from Munchkin collectible card game, expanding Kickstarter. Now, uh, one of the things that they point out is that Steve Jackson Games uh, had a gross two hundred thousand dollars less than twenty seventeen. So twenty eighteen they grossed five point three million. Uh, prior to that, it was five point five. Steve Jackson Games also reduced staff. You now you had to let people go; they had to control costs. Well, this kind of fits into play is because it's a marketing edition to remain tough. It described last year things only got worse to 2018 as fewer and fewer copies of new titles were sold into distribution. This is an industry-wide issue. We've discussed the problem with several of our friends, and most of us are watching as demand for new games continues to drop. Now, you would think with the uptick in RPGs, that wouldn't be the issue. But uh, collectible card games are a tough business. Now, ICV2 pointed out that collectible games 
we're seeing a money crunch in 2018. I mentioned that in a prior podcast episode. Uh, Munchkin Club Card Game demonstrated the risk. After selling out the print run of the first course that the company went back to press, a move described as a serious blunder and listening to initial feedback. Yet again, we transformed profits into inventory. If you've got inventory sitting in a warehouse, it's not making you money. It's costing you money basically to house it. The company has decided not to proceed with the second course set because the expense of creating the game was too great to justify taking the second course set fully written and paused before art and layout to the finish line. Munchkin Magical Mess also sold less than hope, leaving Steve Jackson with lots of inventory along with lots of direct orders to Warehouse 23 as store inventory dried up and demand remained. Now, is there a silver lining for Steve Jackson games? Yes. Fantasy Trip. And, of course, the rest of the non-collectible Munchkin line. Now, we're going to talk about the Fantasy Trip is a huge box set. It is jam-packed with goodies. It is uh, Steve Jackson's uh, love letter to his original RPG creation. And it is, uh, lack of a better phrase, spot on. It's a be- it, it literally is a beautiful project. Uh, and there are deals with other companies that have made since uh, it, it shipped. Again, Beautiful thing. So RPGs are an upswing, even I guess for Steve Jackson games, but I don't know if, if GURP so much is on an upswing. Now, I'm going to switch over now to look into the actual report. Uh, and we are looking at, let's see, I know it's here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Top 20, top 40 products by dollar volume. And this does not include the fantasy trip which uh, between Kickstarter and Backerkit made nearly a half million dollars. I think it was around 450000 But what do we have in the top 10? Munchkin Deluxe, Munchkin, Munchkin Collectible Card Game, Core Booster, uh, P.O.P., no fucking idea what that means. Munchkin Deluxe plus collectible card game booster special assembly. Munchkin Starfinder. I want it all. Munchkin Two. Unnatural Axe. Munchkin collectible card game. The Desolation of Blark. P.O.P. Munchkin Mass Market Edition. Uh, coming in at nine. Goes to the top eight. Ogre Miniatures Many Minis. Coming in at number ten. Super Kitty Bug Slap. Which I heard something about. Uh, apparently it's a good family game. I might have to pick that one up. Number 11, Zombie Dice. Zombie Dice have been around for a while. Uh, But yes, Munchkin is overwhelmingly the money maker for Steve Jackson games. It has been for years. There's no other reason to keep GURPS in print without the money coming in from Munchkin. Now, we'll probably see uh, with the Fantasy Trip for 2019... Uh, I see the fantasy trip is going to be one of the huge money makers. That being said, I don't know if it's actually a huge profit maker. I don't know what the profit uh, numbers are on that. I know Munchkin certainly has a high profitability. What does this mean in the end? Again, Steve Jackson Gaines had to downsize staff. Nobody who's been in business for a long time, wants to downsize staff. You've probably had some of that staff there for years. 
and it is not fun. So that is the news. Steve Jackson games, uh, according to uh, ICV2, I believe they're saying this is the fourth year. Steve Jackson sales declined for fourth year. Uh, I don't remember what they would have been making four years ago, but if you're not growing your business, if you're shrinking your business, that can be an issue. All right, folks, on that note, since I hear the dog in the background getting ready to bark, I don't know if you hear her starting, but I do. I think it's a perfect time to bow out for the night. I will be back tomorrow. Um, As always, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll your dice and roll them nice. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.